Welcome to the most unseen, most seen, underappreciated, overappreciated podcast of all time. Welcome to the Prince of Fresh Air. How you doing, boss? Oh, man, good to be here. Good to be here. Good to have you, man. So, you know, we had a nice little discussion yesterday and got us talking about, you know, acting and, you know, what is the career like in entertainment? Uh, and so, you know, before we get into anything, just introduce yourself, let the people know who you are and, you know, your journey so far. Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Dimitri Dews JR on YouTube, known as Mr. DJ, uh, M-I-S-T-E-R-D-J-A-Y-M-D-J. Uh, you can catch me on there. Uh, I make uh, gaming videos. I do podcasts as well and commentaries, things like that. I'm also an actor. I do theater. I've done background where I know, uh, you know Percy from. Uh, different things like that you know just a it's a part-time banker but a full-time creator. you believe this guy he's out here plugging his stuff without consent ridiculous oh <laughs> my that's <laughs> <laughs> the one kind of forever mess with a god hey man kind of whatever oh my god i swear to god like I-, I wish people could see who you look like because you look exactly like this guy uh i'm forget- i'm blanking on the same what-, what is his name again uh, Chadwick Boseman. You yeah, Chadwick exactly Boseman. like him. Yo, bro, ever since I think we were on that set that one time and then people were saying that, I've gotten that nonstop since then, bro. Like, I even work with somebody and she's, she calls me Chadwick. Like, all the time. All the bro. time, bro. So, actually, since we're talking about it, let, I'm a, let's just get right into it. Uh, background. Uh, you know, since you said you, since I said you look like Chadwick, one of the things I was uh, thinking about is maybe you could do a stand-in for him, but you know, as we talk about standing to backgrounds, you know, what is your opinions about it? And, you know, we worked a few times and we've done a few shows, especially, you know, Spike Lee, you know, what do you like about it? What do you don't like about it? What I like about it is this, and this is my advice to anybody who says, you know, they want to get into acting and all of that is basically it's good in terms of if you've never been in that environment, you know, you're somebody who loves to watch television, you love to watch movies and you want to know what it's like to, to be in the mix and be in that environment, then great. Um, I would advise anybody to do that. That's one of the things that I like is, um, you know, just being being involved in the process, you know, seeing the cameras, you know, the production, you know, the actors, you get to see them, you know, what they look like in person. And nine times out of ten, I mean, shit, we're both, you know, six, three plus, you know, I'm, I'm six, four and a half, almost six, five. So it's kind of like a lot of these guys. You know, they look real small, but you get to meet, you know, a lot of other people, you know, like mind, like minded individuals who got the same goals, same aspirations. I mean, you and I, you know, that's how we click, you know, on set of of um, she's got to have it, you know, like two summers ago. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, for me, uh, you know, for a little backstory, you know, I've been doing acting for almost 12 years now, uh, mostly uh, working with uh, professional theater companies in New York. And um, it was one of those things where. Yeah, I've I've always envied TV, never really got into it. And so when I was in the middle of college, I decided, you know what, I want to, you know, change career paths because obviously there's a little more money in TV and film acting than there is theater. And uh, unless you're doing mm-hmm. musical theater, of course. Um, so right. she's got to have what probably have been my third um, anything related to TV and film. The first thing I've, I've ever did was... Uh, it was a, a a short film called uh, "Someone Get McGee." Everybody loves McGee, and uh, and that role mm-hmm. was originally supposed to be background role. But what happened was uh, that one of the lead actors decided to drop out the morning uh, of, 
So I got a call from the director. He said, hey, you know, I got a couple lines. Would you like to, you know, film with us today? And uh, no experience, no no training in TV and film. And I got to say, it was one of the most brutal things I've ever done. Um, not because it was hard, but because there's a difference between theater acting and film acting. Um, Big difference. difference. And we're going to get into that in a second, but not to go off topic, you know, uh, so She's Gotta Have It was my first background gig. Um, and mm-hmm. it was fun. That's how I met you. I met a few other people I don't really talk to, but it was a fun way to learn yeah. how, how uh, sets are, uh, look like, you know, how they film, what kind of equipment they use, and how many yeah. people is involved. Because um, that's another thing a lot of people don't realize, you know, especially uh, when you come from theater, you're so used to maybe an ensemble cast where it's like it's 10, 12 people. Group, yeah, but when you group. do any type of big production, oh, you're looking at at least a hundred people involved. At least, uh, you know, as we talk about background, what is uh, one of the best? Uh, so one of the biggest misconceptions that a lot of upcoming actors and people who aren't necessarily involved in uh, in the entertainment business have is that you get to meet all these famous people and you get to hang out with them and you know you can get your big break from doing background. And, uh, you know, obviously that's not the case anymore. Uh, but what do you think? Cause I know you, mm-hmm. you talked about some of your friends who think that's the, that's the case. Yeah, it does not newsflash. It does not work like that. I'll repeat one more time. It does not work like that. Okay. When you go to, to an autograph signing, you don't go up to the person and say, Hey, can you put me in a movie? Can you put, it doesn't right. work like that. All right. You know, when you're an actor, anything in life, you got to work from the ground up. You got to do your due diligence. You have to have certain credentials in place. That's how it is. If you want to be a dentist and you go to the dentist office and say, hey, I want to be a dentist. Can I have a job? Well, there are certain things you got to do before you qualify for that job. It's the same thing that goes to being an actor. There's certain things you have to do, have, and be to qualify to for certain jobs. Okay? you. It, it's just how it is. You know what I'm talking oh, about, absolutely. bro. That's how it is. Absolutely. That's exactly how it is. That's exactly how it is. So for people who who and and usually it's, it's it's mostly the people that don't do what we do, that don't know what it's like, that doesn't know what it's like to be in that environment, are the ones who have that very you know misguided false misconception of of what it takes to be an actor and how people actually get to be on screen. It doesn't oh, absolutely, like- man. Let, let me tell you. So you know one of one of the uh, one of the questions uh, someone asked me uh, from my job was you know how's background? Is it fun? You know. Can you get lines from it? And one of the things I always say is, no, background is only for one, if you need money for, you know, regular people who just, you know, want an extra side hustle, that's one good way to do it. And a second Mm -hmm. reason to do it is just to learn the business. It's not really there for you to try to meet with Spike Lee and uh, try to get some lines. And I would say, you know, I'm fortunate, you know, I've been put in a good position where I remember I was doing background background for telling me a story and uh billy magnuson one of the one of the leads uh he was doing a scene it was a club scene and uh i was behind him and it, i forgot how exactly we started talking but we had a nice little five minute conversation just talking and uh because of that he and he didn't see me forcing myself into his lap to try to get a line he was like hey you know, I like your energy. Can we include him in a scene somehow? And then I end up getting screen time for that. But it's one of those things where, yeah, it was fun. And, you know, in the moment, it was like, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm doing something. But in the grand scheme of things, mm-hmm. when they go edit the stuff, you know, 
there's a chance that you won't even make the cut. And let alone, it's just it's just one of those things yep. where, again, yep. you're a background actor. You're not the main focus. You're not there to up, upstage the, the actors. Um, so take with yep. you, uh, take with it if you will. Some people get lucky, but the days of that are not happening. Nine times out of ten, them, them days is over. And I'm glad you, I'm glad you clarified that because somebody will listen to this and think, oh, well, I might, I might get lucky too. The, 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 the odds of that happening are slim to none. Like you are there to do one specific thing. I like, I like to look at background as like this. You take a goldfish, right? Let's say you take like. 30 goldfish because typically when when you do background it's like yeah they'll have like 10 you know maybe 15 union actors and then like 30 non-union so you take all all of those actors and you put them in a small jar right so let's say let's keep the goldfish in out then you take that goldfish jar and then you throw it out into the ocean sure they're in the ocean but they're still they're they're relegated to that little jar and they can't go anywhere that's exactly how it is when you're background because depending on how you get the gig they tell you on the hotline do not talk to the principal actors. Don't talk to this Absolutely. person. That's how it is. When I went and did black, like I did background work on Black Klansmen, you know, union background. But I didn't speak to Spike Lee once. And I wasn't trying to talk to him either because I was there to do what they asked me to be there for. And then that's it. So you 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 take that experience for what it is. And that's that. That's you know, that. one of the things you mentioned as we, you know, as we go along in this, I want to bring this up. You mentioned non-union and union actors. And for people who don't know, uh, for union actors, those means those are uh, individuals who are a part of SAG-AFTRA, which is the union for, you know, right. actors. And so there's a difference in pay scale. So when you go into background, you know, yeah. someone who isn't in a union, uh, your pay is going to be a lot different. It's not going to be a lot more opportunities, right. whereas like a union person uh, gets paid double the amount. Uh, and they also get penal- not penalty pay, but they get better craft service. And they also have better overtime pay. Yeah. And let alone, not even that too. Yeah. But what happens is union people also get better background opportunities. Meaning you could be a stand-in for a celebrity. You can uh, be a, you can have a special skill and get paid for that. Whereas a, a, a non-union actor, you're pretty much just, you know, individual number 68. Or, you know, background actor yep. number 550. Yep. And then you just take your number, sit down, wait to get called on set, go to set, do some more standing and sitting down, whatever it is. And then that's it. When you're a union, yeah, you you might the better opportunities where you'll get like a featured spot, you know, so you could be the best friend to the main character, you know, different things like that. So you may get, you know, some some camera time, but, you know. Yeah, and just to, and, and, and just to keep in mind for people who wants to get into backgrounds, specifically actors. Um, go into it just to learn. Don't go into it thinking, all right, they're gonna call me back to do something else, yeah, and or you know, I'm gonna try to get my, my one hit wonder or try to get Insta famous. It's not gonna happen. There's too many. There's too many legal contracts and too many things that uh, that mm-hmm. the companies can't afford to to lose. So background is just exactly what it is. You're there to make the scene happen. You know, there's a reason why when you watch mm-hmm. TV shows. You see people in the coffee shop, but they don't speak. You don't hand anybody unless they have a line. Then you know they're actually acting the yeah. show. But you're there to aid the scene. You're you're part of the scene. That's that's it. That's it. So you're there to help bring the scene, give the scene life. Because obviously, if they're in a restaurant and it's just the two principal actors and there's no one in the restaurant, the scene has no life. 
yeah, you might, you might, you know what I'm saying? You might not be able to bring across that scene a certain way without background. So in one aspect, yeah, background is important because in every single movie that you see, there's Absolutely. always background. Yeah. You need background. So, but that's, that's your role. And, and like I said, I was fine with that for a while, you know, cause I had been doing background for a while, you know, before I met you. Right. You know what I mean? It's cool. You know, up until a certain point, but if your goal, like like we said before, if your goal is to eventually like be on screen, you, you there's only but so much about. And, and so, as we speak about background, one thing I want to especially mention: what background is. If you're an actor, do not put that on your resume because people will find out that you're a liar, and you're gonna, you know, people aren't gonna want to work with you, you know, because. You know, yeah, we did background for, you know, She's Gotta Have It and Spike Lee was the director. Of course, that that was fun. That was entertaining. But if you put that on your resume that mm-hmm. you was a featured player or you played a basketball guy and then they go, it looks better because when they go watch the episodes pathetic. and they can't find a trace of you That's or they see that movie. you're just the guy in the background, you know, in a one, uh, one second shot. It's it's a slap in the face and it's it's a line to people in the industry. Yes. It, it takes away from the hard work yeah. that people who do have lines have. So people frown upon the right. background on your resume. Yeah, and the thing is, you're not you don't see. We were there at the same time as Spike Lee, but we didn't work with Spike Lee. Honestly, I I would honestly say in retrospect that like I worked for the the background casting agency right. that sent me over there. So I really worked for them. I didn't work for I didn't work for Spike Lee. I didn't work with Spike Lee. You know, the people who work with Spike Lee are obviously, you know, the the product, you know, the crew and then the principal actors. I didn't talk to him. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we didn't we didn't talk to him. We we're just there in the environment. You you get to watch, you get to take mental notes, but you didn't we didn't work with him. You know, at the end of the day, and it kind of you have to do it for a while to kind of look at that like look at it that way and also aspire for more to really see it for what it is because there's some people who they do background and they they keep doing it now cuz the money is good. And they're content with that. You know, that's great. You know, background is fun. You know, if you do like the right, you know, production, you know, you work on the right film, it could be fun. You know, I've had a lot of fun on background, uh, doing background sometimes. But, you know, like like I was saying, if you aspire for more, nah. And it's pathetic, yeah, to put it on your resume. It's just, yeah, it just don't look good. And I've done it before. I've, you're talking to somebody who's done it before. That's the thing. So, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely game. so, you know, one piece of advice I would give new actors, and let me put this you know, in here that, you know, yeah, we're not Tom Cruise, we're not Denzel Washington, but we've done it, we've been there, and we're still working our way up the ladder, but we're just trying to help other upcomers and people in the same, you know, bracket as us, you know, trying to achieve higher um, purposes in their career. But one thing I would say mm-hmm. in regarding this background is there's just learn opportunity. If you want extra, if you want credits on your resume, if you want to have a good resume, you have to go out there and do student films, feature films. And a lot of times these are mm-hmm. most of the time they're not paid until you, you know, you have a good solid resume. Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind, you know. I, I know sometimes, you know, yeah. you want to do certain things and certain gigs won't pick you up because you don't have a resume. But there's always student films. Uh, there's always uh, small indie films. Yeah. There's always some bigger feature films. Uh, things that I've done all three. And you got commercials. There's many ways to go about it. Just yeah. don't do background. Many doors. Just don't do background for too long. Because I tell you, the first time, or maybe I say the third time I did background, I was on a, a was it Shades of Blue? The Jennifer yeah. Lopez show? 
And um, I talked to a guy and I was like, oh, you know, uh, you know, how long you've been doing background for? And then he said, oh, I, I, I did background for Jungle Fever back in 1991. So heads up. Also, it's a web that you can get caught up in. You know what I'm saying? You can either get caught up in the contentment of doing it and just being involved and feeling like you're doing something and having something to brag about to people who don't do it. But you don't want to be doing that forever. No, absolutely. And and, and this comes down to, you know, uh, not to call anybody out, but I've, I've seen actors on Instagram and I'm guilty of it too. I've done it before where you do background, but you don't, you know, you make it seem like, you know, you had a lead role and you, you know, I remember one time I, after she's got to have it, I took a couple pictures. Uh, I was standing next to Spike Lee. So I was able to sneak a picture, which again is not allowed. But, I, oh, come on, that. man. I, you know, I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. I plead the fifth. I'm, I'm not incriminating myself. <laughs> but it's one of those things where, you know, it, it, it feels good to be in the moment, especially when you see these big time celebrities. But just remember, you're just there to make them look good and, you know, have fun. Um, yeah. And, you know, to branch off from um, background, because we don't want to talk about background too long, it'll get boring. But, you know, talk about your journey as an actor from, you know, evolving from background to theater and, you know, student films and any kind of other films and productions you did. And what's the difference for you? Um, I think the main, you know, difference for me, you know, between, you know, on screen work and theater is that with theater, you kind of have you get that direct feedback from the audience. So let's say, you know, if you do, if you have a, you have dialogue that, that they think is funny, I always feed off that energy, you know, and then it really gets me going. But sometimes, you know, there's, there's other nights where it might not be like that. When you're on camera, you don't get any feedback at all. I mean, the, the, the I guess the blessing in disguise with, with, with film work is that you, you get takes. So you get a chance to kind of, you know, do something over again. I mean, depending on whatever, you know, director is looking for, but, um, you know, that's really just the, the main difference with me. Yeah. So, you know, for me and uh, this is going to go to my next point, but, um, you know, growing up doing Shakespeare and a lot of uh, contemporary plays, um, the acting is more dramatic. You have to be bigger. You have to take the stage more because, you know, sometimes it it can be 10 people on stage, but most of the time it's usually one or two people. And when you're performing in Mm -hmm. front of a big crowd or even a small crowd, but usually you're in a big space. You have to fill the room. You have to, you know, you know, pronounce your words better. You have to, you know, take the. You have to have a good presence, and that's why I was good at theater. And then one thing I realized yeah. with TV and film yeah. is that yes, a lot of uh, you know agents and stuff appreciate theater. Not so much in LA. We'll talk about that in a second. But you had to take mm-hmm. classes with TV and film because I thought it was going to be an easy transition. But everything is a lot more subtle. Everything is a lot more inside than it is outside. So that's the difference for me. Theater right. is more about um, putting on a show, and uh, and TV and film actors is more about you know having a character inside and being able to have a normal conversation like you was talking, like we're having right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So definitely. definitely. Uh, so. Oh, speaking of Shakespeare. Speaking of Shakespeare, I, I didn't even know I had a knack for Shakespeare until the last play that I did back in February. It was called uh, the, the Death of King Shotaway, and we performed portions of Othello, which is, I guess you could say, my favorite a Shakespeare play, only because of the, the Lawrence Fishburne film. 
and um yeah no i love shakespeare i love shakespeare <laughs> just, yeah, just yeah. Quick side i note. love shakespeare man <laughs> it's always funny when you know you you gotta you know i, I did hamlet and uh, the lead actor uh you know he was a skinny white kid and so when you see this big dark 240 pound chocolate man come on stage you're like who the hell is that what is he doing to shakespeare but yeah. again uh with theater you can disbel uh you know people kind of forget about all of that people don't judge and they just want to uh yeah it's all it's, it's all about giving people a show and so You know, yeah. Take their minds away from their reality. They get they get to escape reality for you know an hour, hour and a half. Yeah. So hours. you know one one of the biggest things I want to talk about um, is the difference between New York and LA. And I, I wanted to talk about that because a lot of people, including me, because I recently moved to LA, closing in on a year now. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to move in LA to pursue a career in acting. And I can tell you right now, I've only been here for a certain amount of time and I achieved a certain, you know, a good amount of success, but it is not what you think. Mm-hmm. So just, you know, let's talk about New York for a second. Uh, you know, what have you noticed in the industry that you like or don't like? Um, I mean, I can't really say what I do and don't like about the industry but what i can say is that you know my perception of new york is kind of that it's the mecca right. of theater you know what i mean so that's that's how people perceive it you know and then like la is more so uh television and film and kind of you can do both it's, it's more so you know what you're doing with where you're at versus where you are if you get what i'm saying and how much of on how much on the grind you actually are where you're yeah. at you get what i'm saying it's um so you know i was actually talking when i first uh, met my agent we was talking about that new york if you're going to come to la uh make sure you're not trying to pursue theater because theater is not really looked upon in a high regard in la and i and that's just the truth no. so i haven't i'm not really yeah. looking to do any theater stuff because in new york is more acceptable more uh productions want to meet people who done yeah. theater it's it's different it's a different environment different people is more is more of a hustle and bustle kind of uh city where everybody's working everybody got side hustles everybody's trying to do this and do that and uh unfortunately yeah. in la Facebook yeah unfortunately in la uh it's not the same people come out here um and uh you know unprepared and you know they realize that the dream is slipping further away from them than it is coming to them and so exactly they didn't plan they didn't plan for anything. It's like, you know, we were talking about this yesterday. You 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 don't jump out of a plane without a chute. You don't go skydiving without a parachute. You know, you you prepare for your landing. I, this is just it's stupid to to think that you can just go out to LA and oh, I'm going to become famous or if I'm going to try to look for no. No, just like how I said in the beginning of of this podcast that there's certain things that you need to do. There's certain things you need to do before you before you go over there. It's, it's like a video game, you know. You have there's levels to this. You 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 can't just go to level five and you you still have level one stats. You're not gonna make it. Absolutely, you're not gonna make it. You don't you don't you don't you don't bite. That's biting off more than you can chew. Anybody that's that's listening to this and you know you want to be an actor, 
don't do it unless you have the proper things in place. Like I said, you know, Price is going to talk about it because he's the prime example of somebody who you go out to L.A. and you have certain things in place before you go out there. So when you go, it's not it's not hard. You know, it's a little bit smoother. Obviously, there's going to be a little bit of struggle. But at the end of the day, if you did the proper planning. Things should be okay. You know, it should be smooth sailing. It shouldn't be stormy. Yeah. So let me, let me get into that. So uh, the reason why I said come to L.A. and you agree with this because we talked about this before, but come to L.A. with a plan and, you know, be prepared mm-hmm. because here's the thing. In New York, it's easy to, you know, go to Columbia and, you know, there's always cast or something. And um, when you come to L.A., it's harder to do certain things because, you know, uh, everything is more spread out. So in New York, you can just take the MTA to Brooklyn, to Queens, to Manhattan, and it's fine and that's mm-hmm. easy. Yeah, exactly. You can take the A train straight to where you want to go. In LA, uh, everything's so spread out. So do you really want to be traveling three hours for a free gig when you could be at work making money? No. And so a lot of people get stuck into this thing where they move here without a plan. They don't have their reel, their headshots, their resume. They don't have anything um, prepared. And then they realize it's harder to get those things because one, you, you got to worry about paying rent, which, you know, LA is very expensive. So yeah. a lot of people are still working. And then also too, is travel. A lot of traffic, The uh, there's no public transportation like New York. And so a lot of people don't want to be traveling, you know, 35, uh, you know, mm-hmm. t- up to 40, uh, to two hours in traffic to, for a free gig, you know? And real quick, for y'all listeners out there, see, I didn't even know this. See, Percy told me yesterday that gas out in LA is four dollars. Yeah, four bro. freaking dollars. Okay. I ain't going out there. Okay. <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <bro>. Right. <laughs> real quick side note. So four dollars. So if you're somebody that, oh, oh yeah, I want to go to LA, four dollars, man. Let me okay. That, that's a big fucking deal, and that's the least of your worries in the grand scheme of the pursuit and grind of being fucking it's, active. Yeah, okay. it is not cheap to live here, and that's another thing, too. Uh, if you're going to come out here, come with some type of uh, you know finance budget or something because you're going to move out here, and you're going to realize from you know deposits to you know workshops and to you know uh, for house things, for gas, for food. You're going to be running a big bill in such a short amount of time. And you'll realize like, uh, you know, yes, you can go to certain places where acting class is more affordable. But again, you got to drive a lot of places. You can't just hop on the A train and take it straight to Flatbush. You know, you don't have to either take an Uber, which is, uh, you know, sometimes can be affordable. But it, it's an expense that you're going to have to incur. So just think about that, uh, especially for actors. Uh, you're going to be doing a lot of driving. But... You know, another thing, too, uh, about moving to L.A. is that, you know, everybody think it's glamorous. And I'll tell you straight up right now, there's going to be days where you want to just quit and you want to go home. Because, uh, unfortunately, L.A. is so spread out, so it's not easy. You know, when you watch movies and TV shows, for instance, they make it seem like it's a big old brand party that is a big old frat house. And you're going to spend most of the time either at your house or in your car. And, and so unless you live in a luxurious place like, uh, you know, Beverly Hills or you live in the, the valleys, uh, which is North Hollywood, a lot of times you're going to be away from everything. So you're going to have to commit to, you know, driving there or possibly finding ways to move there. But it's not it's not cheap. It's not Long cheap. Story 
Yeah, long story short, it ain't no glamour unless you, you're already on and you're and you're rich or you're wealthy. Ain't no glamour, you know, if you're an actor and you're just going over there. So you, you have to you have to have a realistic, you know, perspective of what you're getting into. Because I mean, I don't want to say you're an idiot if you think that that's what it's gonna be like, you know, if you go over there, but it's idiotic to think so. So it doesn't make you an idiot, but it's idiotic and foolish to think that, oh yeah, I'm you know, I'm gonna no. Nah. No, because you exactly. haven't done anything. Exactly. Ain't no glamour over there. Ain't no glamour over there. Ain't no glamour. It ain't no glamour in New York either. Unless, yeah. unless you're rich. Bro, let me tell you, man. I, uh, everybody, you know, you come to LA and anybody who's thinking about moving here, you'll uh, you'll see this as soon as you move here. Everybody's an actor. Everybody's in the entertainment business, but they have nothing going for them. They don't work. They don't, they don't have an agent. They don't have anything. And that's another reason why I say come prepared because... Unfortunately, there's so many people here who are quote unquote actors, you know, who are all about the business, but they don't have any reels, no headshots, no resumes. And agents are slowly moving away from picking up new, you know, new fresh faces unless it's like commercial work. So if you're really trying to get a lead role on, you know, you know, for a Netflix show, you have to have your materials when you get here because it's a lot easier to come here. And, you know, specifically for me. I moved in and within three months, I, I got my agent the first time I've ever had one, but I came prepared. prepared. Exactly. Cause you came, you were already prepared. They're only, they're prepared. Why the fuck would you go over there and you don't have anything like, like, um, like, would you, would you apply to Harvard and you, and, and you don't have, you know, the right credentials to, to apply over there? Like you don't have the, 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 the GPA, you don't have a, 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 a uh, you know what I mean? Yep. The appropriate transcript. If you wouldn't do that. So if, if you wouldn't do that, then why would you do, you know, you see what I'm saying? Like, because people don't, people don't view acting as like a, a like a profession. You you get what I'm, It's a profession. Right. It's a job. It's a job. It's like you're a lawyer, just like you're a doctor. It's a job that you have to qualify for. And then even if you do have the credentials, there's no guarantee that when you go to audition, you're going to get it. Yo, bro, let me, let me, let me tell you something, you know, no, I, man, just just it, it just gets me worked up a little bit because some people they don't get it, you know what I mean? And 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 I had I had a whole long debate with somebody, which is kind of why I you know I I I got back with Percy. I had to call him for that because some people they don't get it out here. Some of y'all don't Absolutely, get it. Yeah, bro, it, it's it, it's one of those things where a lot of people just see the the money and they see the fame and they think, oh, you know. Now, tomorrow I'm gonna book something. Then I'm gonna get a Lamborghini, and that is not the case. There's no. only maybe five percent people not. can make it in the business. You want to be in the five percent? Come what? ready, come professional, because a lot of you know. You know that, there's that, there's that, and then there's also the 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 saying, which is kind of a cliche because of social media and probably how many times you've probably seen a certain meme. But don't do things in life for the money. Don't do things in life. I mean, obviously you're going to do things in life for bread, but it shouldn't be what money is not what exactly. you up in the morning. Because then it's not. It's not. Do not do things in life for clout. Do not do things in life for money because yeah, it's not it's not going to sustain you. It's it's not. It's not. I don't know if you ever seen like this video that was on social media like back in I say 2017 2018 where there was this black kid and he was a Best Buy employee and he was talking about the difference between juice and and, uh-huh. and sauce. Like the difference between juice. No, like, have you ever heard, heard that before? before? Okay, so basically, so basically, it's like if you so let's say if you what, what's your favorite juice? Like your favorite juice, like just to buy. If you go to if you went to the grocery store right now, what I'm going would with be cranberry. The juice that you buy. 
Okay, so if you went to Stop and Shop or ShopRite, whatever it is that they have in LA, I'm pretty sure yeah. you got some crazy shit out there. But let's say if you went and you got cranberry juice, how long would that last you out? Um, be realistic. Be real. If this is your favorite, this is your favorite juice. Oh, how long does it last? Probably like two days, not even. Two days? Okay. All right. Well, if all right, so I used to drink Minimade, freaking fruit punch, tropical punch, all the fucking time, and. That shit wouldn't last a day because I would drink it like just super quick. That so so to to now connect the dots, the equivalent to doing things in life motivated by money and clout is the equivalent to you buying your favorite juice and that shit not lasting a day. It is not going to last you. Period. You wouldn't want to run on something that's only gonna last you two days, last oh, you a matter bro. of hours. But if you get sauce, if you get sauce, which is the passion and actual drive and love for doing shit, it's gonna last you Man. a lot longer. That's gonna last you a lot longer than that. That's some real shit. So anybody who's really listening to this, live by that. Freaking Wakanda Forever over here spitting facts over here. You believe this guy? <laughs> this, this, this is this is Wakanda knowledge. Wak- Wakanda, Wakanda information. information. Wakanda information. Wakanda forever. <laughs> you <this guy. laughs> I'm gonna have to George Floyd you real quick, man. You- <laughs> What what are you talking about? What are you talking about? This this, this George Floyd. What what are you talking about? I never freeze. Yo man, this guy. Yo, I you know, you know. You gonna put me in that Black Panther two sequel, man? I I got that. Yeah, you gonna be you gonna be police officer number sixty five. Police officer number sixty five. I swear to God, we got Chadwick Boseman on the line. Hey man, you know, hey, might as well. Hey, the only reason people think I look like Chadwick Boseman is because he stole my haircut. I, I always had hair. I always had hair. Then he got hair after that. Then just people made the you know the comparison. And then ever since then, hey, Chadwick. <laughs> Unfortunately, because he's more well-known, you're going to be known as his copycat. Unfortunately. And, 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 until further notice. But yeah, it's cool because notice. I tell people like Chris Hemsworth, you know, got his looks for me. And, you know, people believe it. People believe it, you know. I, it's just like when Tom Cruise calls me, you know, when we're done with the podcast, Tom Cruise is gonna call me, ask me for advice on how to look better looking. You know, I'm gonna have to give it to him. You know, it, it's not easy being Percy out here, you know. But <laughs> I think, I think, I think Percy, he's got, uh, he's got the Uncle Ruckus syndrome. I think he's got reverse vitiligo. Bro. What I look like, Michael Jackson? People. Wait, you wait. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen that episode? Have you? Did you ever? Used nah, to watch I never Boondocks? got into it. All right. So basically, basically, there's this character on Boondocks called Uncle Ruckus, and he's a he's he's a black guy that's racist oh. against black people. And then there's an there's an episode where <laughs> there's an episode where he's telling the white people, "I have reverse vitiligo," meaning so that he was born he was born white. And then he had black, you know, blotches on his skin, and then he just, you know, became, you know, black, blacker than black. Oh. He's like, I, I, I got, I got the reverse vitiligo. <laughs> <laughs> I, I plead the fifth. Man. I'm not answering that question. I'm not, you know, I. I, I hear you, brother. I hear you, man. You know. <laughs> but you know, I, you know, as, as we talked about, you know, people moving here without a plan. That's that's what goes into the fact that I said there's a lot of people who call themselves actors because. A lot of people want to be actors, but they don't have nothing going for them. They don't come prepared. They, you know, agents don't want to talk to them. So they can't get in the room with, you know, Netflix and 
HBO and you know all these big companies. And so be aware that when you come out here, it's tough. There's a lot of people out here who's trying to make it. And and unfortunately, one of the biggest reasons why I hate LA is people are very uh, not only flaky, but they they have this idea that they're better than everybody. And so fake, you know, yeah, it's fake. Oh, fake, 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 one hundred percent, man. You thought plastic, you thought plastic surgery was fake. You guys meet some of these people out here. Absolutely. Yeah. So if, if people think that the industry, like the entertainment industry, is smoking mirrors, you already experience that every day with other people, especially like other people who want to be actors. It's smoking mirrors. And I, I don't know, I don't know if this was another topic that we could talk about, but I will say this too: if you're an actor, stop going up to other actors and asking them, "How did you do this? How did you do that? Can you help me? Can you do this for me? Can you do that for me?" Before you even know how their day is going. Do not ask me. Do not ask Percy. Do not ask anybody else that's an actor how you do this, how you do that before you even know them. To me, that's like an unspoken like law amongst like people you know who are actors and performers, whatever. Don't ask them shit. All right. If people choose to volunteer your information, they'll volunteer you. Like consider this whole podcast a blessing because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't tell you shit. It's one of those things, and we've talked about this, and this is why I say LA is fake. Because a lot of people, you know, again, have this idea that they want to be rich and famous, you know, be a famous actor. And so what they do is they, they try to act like your friend and then, you know, they try to find out who you know, or who you might associate with. And then when they find out, they want to leech off you. And they don't even like they, they don't even call they, to ask you, you know, how you doing? You know, you know, how's, you know, progression gone? You know, how's life gone? They just want to know about, you know, when you go on a dinner with a. Uh, you know Tom Hanks, or you know people. People like that deserve to be pepper sprayed. I think you know what I think you know what would make us rich, bro. Like a good side business, if we come up with like a like a raid, like bug spray, but like for people who are fake, <laughs> like fake ass actors. You're probably it's a good idea. You that's a good idea. You need shit like that. Y'all deserve to be pepper sprayed. Don't do that. Don't do that. Do not do not do that. Because life doesn't work. Life does not work like that. You get up. You got to go to work, right? You know, there's no one else who makes money for you. There's no one else who makes money for me. You got to get up and do it yourself. It's the same thing with everything in life. So just get out, get out that narrative that there's going to be that this one person was going to put you on. That could happen, you know, because right, everybody's story is different. But that doesn't happen right. all the time. That doesn't happen all the time. It doesn't happen all the time. And it's one of those things, so, y'all, y'all listen. Yeah, and it's one of those that. things uh, that's increasingly been, you know, uh, something that a lot of Hollywood uh, people are catching on because they find out. You know, everybody wants to be their friend, and then all they're really trying to do is just try to get a, a line in a movie or something, and then they cut you off. And and so a lot of industry people, they're not going to really pay you no mind until they see that your profession, that you see that they see you're about your work. And that's why a lot of agents don't pick up people either, because they want to pick up people who mm-hmm. know uh, they can rely on, that they know they're going to get up every day. Um, Love what they do. Who love what exactly. the, they do. They're not just Facts. out here trying love to book the do. biggest gig they can. That's not how it works. Yeah. It's not how it works. FYI, fame and fortune, you know what I'm saying, is a byproduct of it. I'm pretty sure if you ask Samuel Jackson, you know, what he would be doing, if he wasn't rich and famous, I'm pretty sure he'd still be an actor. Okay? Because I didn't even I didn't even know this until like I say like within the last year and a half or so that Samuel Jackson didn't didn't get Coming to America, which is kind of one of his like first roles, I say like prior to like do the right thing and Pulp Fiction and all the stuff that we know him from, like Jungle Fever and all of that, until he was forty something yeah, years old. Man, yeah. 
So back in the day, you take a time machine, you go in New York, you would catch Samuel Jackson in his 30s at the theater. Yo, bro, 100%, okay. man, 100%. People got to get off this idea that this Insta-famous thing is, is going to happen. It's very, 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 very few and far between that actually strike gold. And unfortunately, when you come to a place like LA, you get lost. There's so many people here, and it's so spread out that it's hard to see, you know, uh, you know, people who might have the the power to do that. And you just have to be in it for right. the long run. I, you know, for me, you know, I'm yeah. fortunate and blessed that you know I'm able to audition for Amazon and you know Disney and, and all these big companies. But it's one of those things where I kind of just let go of the fact that I might not even get it. I I might have done a good job, but sh they might not call me back. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of have to. You're gonna have be. Thick skin. And we're yeah, gonna talk about. And you know, as we talk about that, uh, it's just one of those things where you have to embrace failure too. And so you're gonna come here. In New York too, it happens, but LA especially because it's so overlooked pop overpopulated with actors whereas in New York is more into like theater um, that you're going to run into that there's so many people here and you're going to get rejected more times than you can just for personal experience you know I've been my agent since November and yes I've been fortunate to audition for some big companies but I'll be honest I haven't strike gold on anything and so it's one mm -hmm. of those things where your competition is big it's, it may not be as big as you think just because there's a lot of people who aren't really pursuing it. They just say they are. Mm -hmm. But it's still a lot of people here who are trying to do the same thing you are. So, you know, yep. it, it's one of those things where you're going to have to just do it. And you're going to have to be in it for the long run. And you're going to have to pretty much base your life around it uh, and make it a priority. Yeah. So the sauce, the sauce, like I mentioned earlier, is what's going to carry you through that. Not the juice. Don't look at the fame and the fortune. <laughs> don't look at that. Love what you do. And if you don't really love it, then don't do it. Period. Don't do it. Do something else. Do what you love. Love what you do. It's, it's a cliche, but it's true. It's so true. Yeah. It's so true. Because what gets me up in the morning, like, mind you, everything that I've done, you know, like theater-wise, was practically for free. I didn't make I didn't make a whole bunch of I didn't make a whole bunch of money. My dad, like, oh, I hope you getting paid for that. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, I don't care. I I, I love to do this shit. Right. Exactly. And and that's why, you know, one of the biggest things I always say, and this is like my, my, my quote-unquote slogan, is that you have to treat it as a business. Businesses take time to build and develop, and before revenue starts coming in, and then you start, you know, being able to live comfortably, it takes time to do this. So, you know, things might go well sometimes. People's problem is that they don't see that. No. People's problem is they don't see that. They don't see that. All they see is like the end result, which is, you know, when they have everything. They're never there. Like, we didn't see all these actors, you know, when no one knew who they were. I didn't see Michael B. Jordan when nobody knew who the hell he was or, you know, some other actor that I can't think of right now. No one sees that. And that's the problem with society. Nobody embraces the come up. No. The come up is like frowned upon. The come up, the grind, the slow grind is frowned upon. That's why most of the people that like support you and support me are people that I don't know. They're not the people that I would think support me. It's the opposite. It's like random. Yeah, bro. It's a lot of people. I would say this. Enjoy the, the grind. Enjoy the journey because, you know, you'll learn so much along the way that once you finally achieve that, it's like it becomes something like you don't even notice, you know, and that's why, like for me, 
you know, if, you know, I decide if I end up booking something, it's not going to change my life because I'm just in it to have fun and enjoy it. And, you know, I take everything in stride. You can't come up into this business and think, oh, I'm going to book anything and everything I want. No, that's exactly why there's a lot of homeless people here. And that's another thing to realize. There's a lot of homeless people who, you know, who came here and had big dreams to be, you know, Marilyn Monroe's, uh, you know, second coming or, you know, the next Don Cheadle. And then they realize that there's so much rejection in this that you spend more time at work than you probably would auditioning and booking jobs. And so it's one of those things where you have to be prepared for that when you come in. Do your research and learn Yo, about that. Speaking of Don Cheadle, anybody who wants to be an actor, and I, I saw this video, maybe you've seen it too, where he's like how, you know, when he goes places, he has people walk up to him all the time like, oh, you know, Don Cheadle, I want to be an actor. You know what, you know what this video I'm talking about? It's like a black and white video of Don oh, Cheadle yeah. talking. I, I, have you ever I seen watched it, it a, a while ago. I, I'm not, uh, yeah. I can't remember exactly. And then he's like how, yeah, and then he's like how, you want to be an actor, so what are you doing? Like, are you in any plays? Are, are you reading anything? Like, you know, are, do, are, do you read scripts? Like, what are you doing? Oh, you, you just want you just want to be famous. You know what I'm saying? And then, like he said, so what happens when you get the opportunity? Then you get the opportunity, then they see that you, you're not really about yeah. this shit. And then, you, you know what I'm saying? Like, once he said that, I was like, it, it literally changed my perspective. Like, there's a whole, you know what I'm saying? Like, different realm to being an actor. It's an everyday thing. It's a lifelong journey. You asked Daniel Kaluuya from from Get Out. Like, there's an interview. I forgot which which interview it was specifically, but he was saying like how how you know Get Out was just another job. He still got to work. Like, just because he made Get Out doesn't mean like oh you know I made it. He was like oh I I still got to get another job. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? Like when you're an actor, you're like you're like an independent contractor. You still got to get you still got to get work. Exactly. Or the money going dry like, up. People, like, money you, going dry up. Yeah. Once. Yeah, exactly. Especially if you if if you live above your means, like we talked about yesterday, which is a whole nother thing, and then you create a lifestyle based on that one in, one income from like that one you know gig that you booked, bruh, you got to keep working. Like it, it's a lifelong journey until like you you you're solidified and you're like you know Will Smith, you know Denzel, Wesley, where obviously you, you're 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 always going to be Will Smith to somebody somewhere on this earth. But until then, and, and you ask Will Smith, he's still, you know what I mean? He's, it's, it's a lifelong journey. I'm pretty sure somebody like him will say the same thing. Right. Because in his, um, in, the re- in the remix to, 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 to Will, like the Will song, if you heard that by Jordan Lucas, he was saying, he was like, yo, I'm only on take two. He's 51. Yeah. He's like, my life is only on take two. You see what I'm saying? Like now he's just starting to do different types of roles. Being an actor is really like a lo- lifelong journey, whether you get famous or not. That separates like the real actors from like the the MFs that just say that they want to do it because you know they want to have clout, they want to be famous, they, they you know they, they want girls, they want all that stuff. That's not what. That's not why we do what we do. Nah, I can't stress that enough. Yeah, look, man, it's the people who are most unsatisfied with life. The people who don't succeed are the ones that plan the least. There's a reason why you know this people doing better than others. Sometimes it's luck. But a lot of times they just plan it right. They have the right mindset and they understand that, you know, if you go into this thinking, oh, I'm, I'm about to get rich and famous, it's never going to come to you. Have you ever realized just in life in general that whenever you try to seek something out, it doesn't come to you. But when you sit yeah. back and, you know, you're going about your day and not paying attention and it comes out of nowhere, 
that's the best feeling. Mm-hmm. That's the way to have it. And and, and 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 this ties to the fact that if anybody takes anything from this conversation, treat yourself as a business. And I say that because, again, you're a brand. You're an actor, of course, but it's 2020. It's time to start stop thinking that you're just an actor. You know, my agent got me doing things and, you know, auditioning for things I've never thought I would do. I never thought I'd do voiceover work. I never thought, you know, I'd be uh, doing a print you know auditions and stuff like that be open-minded your business right. get your face out of there because there's more than one way to to get to you know where you want to be but again don't doors. come into it big don't one. come into it that you know it's big money fences like i told you uh, i won't mention names you know just out of respect for them but you know one of my closest friends you know who i'm talking about um yeah, yeah you yeah. know he's been acting longer than me and you know, yes, he's, you know, has some success and, you know, he's been able to live off as an actor, but he recently just kind of got his name out and now he's enjoying that. But it took him over 15, 16, 17 years to get to that point. You know, it's one of those things right. where it's not going to happen for everybody overnight. You know, those one hit wonders and the one, you know, the overnight success thing is a pipe dream don't don't think about it like that yep. because you're going to be spending more time crying in your bed than you are going to be enjoying life you know what i'm saying yeah so yeah man I, you know if it, that's that's the thing but it, if and i said this yesterday i i sometimes i question you know the motives for a lot of people that i know that say that they want to be an actor because they didn't come from the same circumstances you know that i came from not that i'm saying like i grew up in poverty or nothing but shit like I, I've had my dad tell me like, yo, you know, you can't do it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm still here. You feel me? Like I've just chosen like not to go to work to, to do plays. Like, to, you know what I'm saying? And it, it's it's those places like that is what's going to last you 16, 17 years. Because I'm pretty sure, you know, your friend, he'll say the same thing. He'll say the same thing. Oh. Like, I love what I do. If I didn't love what I do, I'd be doing something else. Oh, absolutely. Look, man, it's... uh. You have to love it. You have to be in it because you love it. And that's why I do it. I don't wake up every day praying to God I have to get this gig. Because at the end of the day, it's just a blessing just to be involved, you know? Because I remember last year. Great just last Gratitude is key. Yeah, because just last year, last August, last July, you know, I spent a lot of my times after graduating school just playing video games, hoping that something will come up. And... Like, I mean, now I'm living the dream that, you know, I never thought I would, but I went to go get it and I chased it and I came ready for it. You always have to be prepared in this business because even if you do book something, if you don't, if you're not, you're not prepared, you didn't study the script, you didn't, you know, ask the director questions, you don't know who your cast is, you don't know what the relationship, uh, you know, break down the script. You know, you have to be prepared for this stuff. And a lot of people, they just think about the it's money. Yeah, they just think about the money and the fame. But they don't realize that Don Cheadle and, you know, you know, other big name actors, they spend a lot of times reading scripts, memorizing lines, rehearsing, and, you know, putting in the work. Because they realize it yeah. just as easy it is to get something, it's easy not to book something. So there's a lot of reasons why you'll see actors. You be like, oh, I remember this guy. I remember seeing him when I was a kid in the show, and then you never see him again. It's just one of those yeah. things where you always have to be on your toes and you have to always be professional, ready to work, uh, because yeah. you never know when your next gig is coming. No matter how big you are, yeah. you never know when uh, that next gig is coming. 
Hey, you gotta be, it's, you're, you're, we're actors, but we're artists. It's a craft. Just like how, if you talk to, if, if you know, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, you know, if you talk to him, like one thing I always liked um, about his, uh, his Mamba videos, I, I forgot what they were called, but basically he would, he would break down, you know, basketball games literally to a science. And I'm like, that's, that's how you do it. That's how you view the things that, that you say you want to pursue. You have to, you have to look at it that way. If, if. Breaking down a script, memorizing your lines, getting to know your cast, asking your question, asking your director questions. If all of that looks and sounds like a chore, don't do it. Don't get into Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Don't get into Absolutely. it. Because you're wasting time. You're wasting time. I love doing all that stuff. And I and what's funny, I love getting drilled too. I love getting challenged by a director. So even like you know what I'm talking about, where you could be rehearsing and then you could you could interpret, you know, this scene this way or this particular line one way, and the director's like, no, try it this way. And then you keep drilling you be- to make you better. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Initially, initially, like, I didn't like that. But then, like, after the fact, I'm like, wow, you know, I didn't realize how priceless that was until, like, the finished product. And, like, where we, how far we came from where we started to where we ended up is, is great. There's a silver lining to everything when it comes to being an actor. But you have to view it that way. And where it starts is loving it. Period. Period. Absolutely. Look, let me tell you, man. I was, I was, I was watching a video with Bill Duke, and one of the things he mentioned, and I'm, I'm living that now, uh, right now. But one thing he mentioned was when he came to LA, you know, he realized, you know, a lot of his acting buddies, you know, spent more times at the bars and, you know, going to Venice Beach and you know, having a good time than they were trying to hustle. And that's important, you know. He spent a lot of his time reading books, educating himself, finding new ways to keep himself busy. And and look at him. He made it. Where where's his buddies at? Nowhere to be found. So you have to you have to be hundred percent committed to this. And especially too, it's twenty twenty. You know, there's so many ways to you know. And this is why I say be open minded, because think of yourself more than just an actor. So that that's the reason why I don't say I'm an actor anymore. I say I'm an entertainer because I do everything comedy acting yep. modeling I, I i i'll do anything that i can and i feel comfortable to move, doing, to move it yeah exactly because acting is one of those professions where it's so overly populated that you know even celebrity a lot of celebrity actors don't do a movie uh for a couple years they might do a movie comes out this year and the next time you see them is on screens is 2024 a years from now yeah exactly yeah and, and what's funny all these celebrities that, that you see on tv that you know they do other stuff they're not just actors they do other stuff they do other stuff like people like that's you see what i'm saying just like how you said you're you're an entertainer because you do other things that's the thing you don't just look at yourself just as an actor and then put yourself in this one box and then the only way the only ways that you make money the only ways that you stay active is just by being an actor you gonna be waiting a long time because, like you said, you know you could be doing you could be doing gigs once every couple years. Exactly. What are you gonna do in between then? Waiting, waiting, waiting for the next thing to come. Exactly. You can't do that, man. You can't do that. And, and and you know one 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 important thing I want to address too for a lot of actors and, and I know especially you know you know people who got to pay rent. Make sure you find a job that understands that you're active first and is flexible because you know for me. You know, having an agent is one thing, 
but being able to go to auditions whenever they need to whenever you know there's been gigs where you know a friday night i'm in the middle of the gym and then i get an email saying oh you have to be at this uh studio for an audition at 11 in the morning you have to be ready you have to be prepared for anything go. and everything and and so be able to save money and i say that because a lot of actors are struggling I, we all are you know money isn't flying you're not we're not getting paid robert downey jr money from avengers you know right <laughs> i wish but have money be comfortable because what happens is especially in la because everything is more expensive a lot of people don't have money saved up so they have to go to work every day you know in all day and so now you have to choose between oh, I work or an audition but if i miss work i can't i won't have enough money have to pay the bills you have a roof over yet exactly and that's how you end up home that's you end up home yo i'm telling you especially if you're going to come out here have some money saved up i'm not saying come out here with 50 grand but come here comfortably to the point where you know especially for me now you know if i get a gig tomorrow i can be like oh, i'm not going to work because that you know having that financial security and flexibility helps a lot in this business especially until you get to that big role that that kind of just takes your career to a new height there's gonna be a lot of that you never know when the next audition is coming you never know when the next gig is coming and so yeah you might have to work a job i mean it's, it's just it's one of those things but yeah. have the financial security to be able to be like you know what I, this job isn't working for me or you know what this audition is more important you have to put your career in front of you first more than anything and so that's very important a lot of a lot of actors yeah. especially in la their their career is second to their job because they need that job well, and so well let me let me re-highlight what you said which is having a job that understands that you're an actor first because if you don't have a job that understands that you're going to be on the go when you need to be on the go you got to get another job period like they got to know that about you when you get the job interview like hey you know i'm an act you know what i'm saying and see if y'all on the same page exactly because if you're not if you're not then don't do it like at my job they know i want to be an actor so they told me oh well if you ever move to la you could just transfer to 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 another to another branch but if they weren't like that on that type of time, then I would have to plan seeds where I could be elsewhere at a job in a situation that I can also afford to pay my bills and they'd understand that they can work with me in terms of scheduling. Because if not, you know what I'm saying? Because you got to be an actor first. I, you, you, your job is just part-time. Even if you work full-time, mentally, it should only be part-time. Like, this is a means to an end. Yeah, man. This is not a minimum wage job right here. This is, I mean, this is a... Uh... It's something you have to put your livelihood behind and you can't go into it one foot in one foot out because what happens is eventually you're going to take the other foot out and then you're going to be you know if that's a choice that you will have to decide you know some people just yep. don't re realize they don't want to be 35 and still struggling to be an actor and that's fine that's completely fine that's that, that's fine. that's against what i'm saying but if you're gonna come here or you're just you're trying to work and get to where you want to be be ready to experience a lot of failure, a lot of uh, downtime, a lot of uh, disappointment. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things where the, enjoy the journey. You know, I, I learned something new every day. Be open-minded, side hustle. You know, I started this podcast mostly because it was another means to keep me busy. You know, you don't want to be sitting at home all day wondering, oh, wow, when, they, when am I going to get this next audition? Go make it yourself. Go find something to do. Go find something to, you know, to let your creative side out. And um, 
Yep. And you'll be a much happier person if you do that. Yep. That's a fact. That's a fact. Total agreement. Yeah, man. Total it's a. You know, I'm glad we talked about this because you know I I've ran into a few actors who asked me for advice, and you know I'm I'm one of those people. Where I'm not I'm not rich and famous or anything, but I've I you know I'm I'm doing good in life, and you know I try to mm-hmm. I try to help people because again you know this business especially um, the culture of LA is a dog eat dog world. So if you're not prepared, yep. you're not ready, you don't know what to look for, you know what you're doing, you will get left behind. And you don't want to be one of those statistics that didn't make it. You want to be one of those people that say, I can be an actor. You know, oh, I can't be an actor. I am an actor. And, you know, right. and get just one one other thing about that, too, is that there's a lot of actors, you know, I know personally who you might not know they are, but they live comfortably. You know, they never have to work a regular job. But that's because mm-hmm. you know they're not obsessed with the spotlight. They're not obsessed with the the limelight, and that's something I had to teach myself too. Is that you, sometimes you know it's not always about the the glamour and, and the fame, you know, because nope. a lot of a lot of actors regret it. A lot of a lot of them wish they didn't have it. But you know, just to be a working actor is an achievement in itself. Just for anybody, a lot of celebrities will say that just to be a working actor is a whole new ball game yeah it's crazy man this is it's a yeah yeah, yeah. gratitude gra- gratitude is just the key you know what i'm saying just 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 be grateful that for the opportunities that you do have and just be grateful for the fact that you can always create opportunity you know what i'm saying you can get up and and, and, and do something so even if even if all right cool you went you went ahead you didn't book it fine or there is no opportunity not because create opportunity do stuff do something Cause, bruh, aren't aren't there freaking like uh like Melvin Gregg and King Batch? Yo, they started from social media. And look at them now. Yeah, they started from social media. And then because yo, all right. So I I a few years ago I did an audition for the New Edition story, which is on BET. You, you know what I'm talking oh, about yeah. the three night you know series. Yeah. When I went to the audition, on like the sheet of paper that we had to fill out, because this was like the first like audition that I had like did at the time, like major audition. They asked for your social media and like how many followers you had, all your social media handles. The people that they ended up like, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the roles that they filled out, like the adult cast, like like the people in our age, yeah. the guys in their 20s, they were already known. And let's say the one who did, um, who 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 got the role of Bobby Brown, he was he wasn't an actor. That was his first role ever. But you know how he got it because he was on social media and he already had like a million followers before that. So they're like, oh, well, this will be lucrative for us because he's already got a million followers on Instagram. So what if that translates towards, you know, when this premieres? So then the viewership is going to go up. Yeah. How do you think he got there? By creating his own opportunity and not just being an actor, but being, like you said, an entertainer. You know, it's one of those things, and I'm glad you mentioned that because that was something I was thinking about. I know I had a discussion on Facebook with someone about this because, you know, a lot of people get angry about, you know, people like King Bash who... You know who don't have any experience in acting and and you know they take opportunities that you know people who spend day in and day out in the acting class don't get but you also have to realize too that we're in a different era of acting this is not the 2000s where everybody was willing to pick up an unknown name and thank god and you know shout out to netflix because netflix is one of very few um companies right now who like to hire 
unknown faces and give them a chance. You never know who can pop. Exactly. And so, like, that's why when you watch a lot of Netflix shows and uh, mostly TV shows and uh, movies that a lot of the actors you'll see on there you've never seen before. But again, it's... Eventually, they're going to have no choice. Eventually, they're going to have no choice. Because one thing I said, like, a lot of the main actors that you see, like, you know, the Will Smiths, the Lawrence Fishburns, you know, all the veteran actors, they can't do it forever. You know what I'm saying? It's going to come a point where they're going to become producers and directors and they're going to do a lot of behind the scenes stuff, which they already do anyway. So there's going to come a point where there's going to be new main actors like Michael B. Jordan is kind of like, you know, the first, you know, one. Of, and he's a little bit older than we are because he's in his 30s. Chadwick Boseman. Chadwick Boseman is, is in his early 40s. Yeah. Yeah, man. So there's, there's, there's going to be new faces at some point right now. Like I said, it's still few and far between, but they're out there. It's just that they're not they're not like household names yet, but it's coming. And, and you know what exactly like i said earlier man those people probably don't have to work another job ever i mean uh, in terms of a nine to five or regular job they can oh like king batch and them oh uh, king batch the netflix people you know the unknown names and yeah. not the household names that people know but you know people are working actors and and one thing about social media i want to get out the way too is clean it up because you will realize a lot of commercials and a lot of films will check it. You might not know, but you know, first of all, get it off of private. Uh, that's a big thing because if nobody can see your content, then they don't know who they're dealing with. And you want to be able to promote yourself. And that's the biggest reason why you want social media. I know social media is a is another world of its own, but you have to have Instagram, you have to have Facebook, um, you have to have Twitter because allows people to see what you're doing and allows you to promote yourself but clean it yep. up you know because especially if you want to work with disney for instance if you know disney channel is like some uh a company you want to work with if you out here you know posting pictures of you half naked at the bar drinking you know booze the first thing they're gonna say is we don't want him because why your image depicts a whole new thing and yes acting is all about storytelling and make-believe right, right. but they can't have someone who's on a uh, kid-friendly show or just you know a family-friendly show on social media right. posting guns and all this nonsense so you have to clean see, it up see here's here's another you know this connects to what you're saying before and i'm connecting the dot again so for people who are listening so that they get it a little bit more clearly you're a brand so if you're selling something you don't want it to have a trashy image. You, you're you going to make sure that if you're selling chocolate bars, you're selling water bottles, that, that the packaging is going to be on point because you want people to, to, to buy it. People aren't going to buy no brown, you know, crinkled up, you know, screwed up, fucked up plastic bottle. This is the same way you got to view yourself. I've had people who, I, I, I can't say that they overtly didn't like me, but people who will resent me for the fact that you, if you want to be a rapper, I should be able to tell if I'm an a if I'm a record label exec and I'm fishing around social media, because like we saying, social media is powerful. You never know who's looking at your social media. So make sure it's ready to go, always ready to go, queued up if somebody looks at it. I should be able to tell that you're a rapper by looking at your Instagram. Some people, they treat their Instagram like it's Tinder. People treat it like it's, you know what I'm saying, whatever, you know, other, you know, social media dating apps, you know, are out there. If you're an actor, I should be able to tell that you're an actor, you know, based on, you know, what you post, you know, what your, what your feed is looking like. Like you said, you can't, you can't be all up in the bar, half naked, you know, drinking. Or you look like, you know, just Joe Blow off the street, not doing anything. Oh, but you want to be an actor, right? Yeah. And, you know, and the reason why a lot of people don't know this, especially this point we're talking about is because 
once you get to so now that I'm on the, the the upper side of things and you know I'm getting the in the room of these these bigger companies you know when you do a right. student films and feature films yeah sometimes they be like hey what's your social media a lot of times that don't really influence them they just want to see you know who they dealing with you know just to see but all these other companies oh, yeah they want to see if you can do the job yeah. the, the social media is like a plus yeah. to it yeah but when you get to this level where you're auditioning for you know uh you know major serial companies for major uh cable networks they will check everything not just because you know you know you know for instance i remember i was talking to an actor um who mentioned this where he was in the front running for you know a uh, uh, a tv show and it came down to him and four other people and uh, two of the guys got themselves eliminated because you know they decided that they thought it was fun to post all this uh booze uh house parties and stuff and the role was for a kid friendly show not necessarily yeah. a disney show but it's a family friendly kid friendly show and so when you're posting stuff like this and it's so easy to find people on social media you know yeah they don't want someone playing uh steve on blues clues i had yelling frat boys and you know doing car wheels yeah. off of cars it don't look good got to line up it, it's got to line gotta up look it's got to add up have fun with social media i'm not you know it's one of those things where i'm not saying you have to take your personality away but just be careful especially as your career starts itching up or further and further be careful about what you post because you know they could go back you know four years and see what you post on facebook and you know if regular people can find it they can find it um so you only get away with posting, you know, whatever the hell it is you want if you're already famous and they're asking you to do the project. Like they're asking you, like a Wiz Khalifa, you know what I'm saying? Because I he's doing like a, a like a voiceover work on I think it might be an adult swim show. I don't know what the name is. You, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but I saw it in passing like it's like a it looks like the Cleveland like the Cleveland Brown show, but it's not. It's, it's something else. And he he's he's a voice on there. I'm pretty sure they don't care because he's Wiz Khalifa. Exactly. You don't get to yeah. You don't get to see past that famous people do. That's 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 how people. That's what people look at it. They're like, oh, well, famous people do whatever they want, so I can do that and present myself as such. No, you can't. No, you can't. There's a reason why celebrities get a better, uh, get better treatment than you know regular up and coming people. And it's sad to say, but again, it, we live in a society that is all about money, and they realize that you know. A lot of celebrities, you know, Wiz Khalifa could be smoking a fat joint on Instagram, but because he's popular, everybody knows him, and he has, you know, good songs, and you know, he has a good, strong presence, and you know, on social media, they want him. He's not begging them to, you know, hire him. Oh, essentially, that's what. Yeah, essentially, that's what we're doing. Not so much begging. I don't see it as begging, but you're advertising yourself that, hey, you know, I know you're casting yeah. something, or you're looking for someone for this project. You know, give them a good reason to see why they want you. But and then right. as you you know start blowing up and you know people start knocking on your door, you can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Samuel Jackson said that until you come to a point where you're at home and you're making choices as far as the projects that you're going to start doing, you're still a working actor. You're still a working actor, and you have to present yourself as such. Period. Period. It's just like anything else. Like if you if 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 you want to work for a corporate company, they do the same thing. They they check you out. They check you out. That's what some people they delete their social media before they get a job or before they go and apply for the job. 
So when they're in that process, there's nothing. There's no dirt on them. You know, they 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 can't look. They they can't really look them up because they don't have nothing to worry about because they 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 got rid of everything already. Yeah, man. You you just mentioned something. Um, something. Oh man, I kind of uh, blanked on it. Uh, something that Samuel Jackson said. Um, when you're at home, when you're until you're at home, oh, uh, until you're at home making choices, making choices, making choices. I'm gonna give you a nice little blueprint and a nice little secret. You should never say no for anything, auditions, any jobs, anything. And I'm not saying that you know if you feel very uncomfortable with it, you know, if full nudity is something you want to don't want to do. Especially if you have an agent, let them know that because they know not to, you know, they know how to work for you. And but anything, I remember. So I was telling you this. My agent uh, had to recently drop someone, and this is when I first met them because she went in for, you know, she had a nice audition uh, for a big TV show for, you know, uh, uh, a guest star role, and she said no because she didn't like the age that she was going to have to play. And so yeah, not only yeah, did remember, you, remember. you remember that, not only did she cost yeah, herself the job, but she cost us some money, she cost them money, and it makes the agency looks bad. So be aware that when you say no to things, that you're not just affecting yourself. If you have an agent and you, you know, you're, you're in front of these casting directors, when you say no to them and you're not even with Khalifa, nobody wants to work with you and a lot of people don't realize this but this industry is well connected it only takes one thing for you to do wrong that people don't like and they will tell everybody and nobody will will, will want to work with you this whole blacklist thing that people mentioned yep. about the entertainment business is a real thing you know unless you're already yeah. established and they want you you're not getting away with that so um be like i said be open-minded and you might be saying more yeses than no's you know, it's just one of those things. Chess. Yeah, that's not checkers. You know, acting is unpredictable. You never know what role it could take you. You might do a role that you're not comfortable with. You never thought you'd do, and that just might be the role that launched you. Then the role that you know that you're good at. So, yep. you know, yep, that's a fact. you know, that's a fact. it's crazy, man. But you know, I, you know. We don't want to make this too long. Uh, is there anything you want to share? Anything, you know, any advice that you want to give people who still want to come up or, you know, trying to find ways, um, you know, to make themselves happy in this industry? Um, I mean, I just can't, you know, state it enough, man. But it's just, and I'm, I'm probably overstating it at this point, but just, just do what you love, love what you do. If, you know, this is what you love to do, and you find yourself, you know, doing stuff, you know, in your spare time, doing it for free and all of that. And then if, if, okay, so I'll, I'll just say this and, and then that'll be it. If you're, if in your head, ask yourself this question, if, if you knew that you would never be famous and you would never, you know, be rich off of being an actor, would you still, would you be fine with doing theater, theater shows and plays and you know, you know, small little things for the rest of your life. If the answer is yes, keep going. If the answer is no, I don't know, because I've I've walked out of out of out of theater shows and in total bliss. Like this, this is what I love to do. You know what I'm saying? Regardless of whatever, because fame and fortune again is part and par- is is not part and parcel, but it's just it's just a byproduct. 
it, it's not you know what i mean it's not it's not what it's not what drives me it's not the fuel that 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 pushes my vehicle which is my grind so love what you do if you if you love it keep going if not then you know pick something else do do what you actually love to do and don't fake it you know i'm i i'm a, i think that's a good note to leave it on and i just want to add one thing to that when you think about these questions you know whether you want to pursue acting and stuff forget the fame forget all of that can you see yourself 10 15 years from now still pushing forward if that one big role that you were looking for never happened if you say no to that this is not the industry for you because realistically you will probably spend more time trying to get to that role than it will actually come to you and um yep. you know and, and, and that's not to be mean or anything but that's just the harsh reality of this business when you have so many people trying to get into it it's uh it's one of those things where you're a number and it's just a numbers game and luck mm-hmm. opportunity and uh you know and your your professionalism have to all be aligned for that to happen and so mm-hmm. You know, if you don't have anything else to to say, I think uh we bored the people enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, as always, bro, it's it's always great talking to you, man. It's always good vibes, it's always on point. It's always nice to talk to somebody who's got the same goals, you know, on the same wavelength and you're not a pump faker, man. So I appreciate you having me on here, bro. Oh, uh, yeah, man. I might have to charge you $3,000 now for your your your, your uh, self-promotion at the beginning, man. What what were you thinking, man? Ridiculous. <laughs> I, I I I believe I would have to pay you in in Wakandan currency. Yeah. I, I, you can consider taking vibranium. <laughs> you believe this guy? Oh my god! <laughs> I, I, I do not believe I have the funds right now, but I will get back to you in in, in the near future. Oh if, my god! I what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You know, now that I'm thinking about this, I should have just introduced you as Chavik Bossman and have you do the accent the whole bit. <laughs> the whole time. Yeah, man. What? what yeah, maybe next know? time. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Welcome in, uh, my man, uh, Wakanda Forever, Mr. Uh, Black Privilege himself. Um, and uh, stay tuned. Uh, stay safe. Wear your face mask. And remember, a better hand is a helping hand. Stay tuned. Hey.